All right, we are back for another podcast. You got Chandra Hagen and Clay here. It's good to be here. Wonderful. All right, so we've we've established the shelf, and we've asked. We we know we need to ask the right questions. We've talked about using technology to be more effective, but not overpowering. What other advice can you give the leaders who are trying to be more effective? Hmm. So, you know, there's there's a lot of different pieces of advice that I, I love for trainers to understand. I, I feel like there's so many different directions we could go, and and honestly, it's 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 hard to know where to start. You know, asking follow up questions and and so many other things that are so essential for a good training. Uh, here, here's one that I want to make sure we understand, though, and I think it's something that everybody who has done a training can empathize with. We often have so much that we need to teach that we try to rush through it and just overload our people with so much information, and we hope some of it sticks. We call this cognitive overload, but but we can't resist it. I mean, think about this. How many of you have ever... Uh, started with the phrase, okay, I've got a lot to cover, so let's get started. And we'll see if we have time for questions at the end. Then it's just rapid fire information that you're trying to stuff into people's brains. And in the end, they just say, okay, will you just send me the PowerPoint? Will you just send me a handout? Will you? Because because it all just fell out. It's if, if I throw 50 footballs at you at once, you might not catch any of them. If I throw one at a time, you can probably catch them. Yeah, let's hope so. And uh, yeah, maybe not you, but, 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 but maybe somebody else. And and so I, I just I I and oftentimes when we say, "Hey, I've got so much to cover," they just think, "Okay, well, they'll just send me the PowerPoint at the end, so they just check out." And and there's really no effectiveness in the training. So here's the first thing I want to say. A, a friend taught me this uh, over a decade ago. He said, "Coverage is a myth." You can't cover it all. You won't cover everything that you need to train. So stop trying. Too often we sacrifice depth for breadth. I want you to think about that. We, we, we want to cover such a large amount of information that, are, that we don't have time to go deep on any of it. And because we don't go deep on any of it, none of it takes root. And so we've got to stop sacrificing depth for breadth because coverage is a myth. We... We, we, uh, we don't get any of the details that we need and, and because we're so stressed about, about just getting all that information out there. So, so if coverage is a myth, but we have a lot that we need to get out, we only have a short time with them, how are we going to do that? Right. So I get that. You say, okay, Clay, that's, that's great, but I have all this stuff in MDS that I need to train. I have all this clinical knowledge I need to give them. I have all of these regulations they need to know, everything about PBJ. And so there's all this information. I have to cover it all. But here's what I'm going to say to that. In fact, I'll, I'll start a sentence, and I bet you're going to be able to finish it, and I bet everybody else listening to this podcast will be able to finish it. Okay. Give a man a fish, and you feed him for a day. But teach them how to fish and you'll feed them for a lifetime. Yeah. So, so teach them how to learn. Remember we talked about in the first podcast that the learner constructs knowledge. So we have to teach them how to construct knowledge for themselves. Teach them where to turn to create the shelf so they're anxious to put more answers on that shelf. Like I stated from the other podcasts, you teach them to yearn for the vast and endless sea. And that will make them want to learn how to build a boat. So I, I get that, and but 
how do we do that? Like we asked the right questions. We're going to create the shelf, but what else can we do? Yeah. And, and, you know, anybody that knows me knows questions is a big one for me, but, but there are other things. For example, often we have so much of the what to teach that we take no time to teach the why. Um, some of you may be familiar with uh, Simon Sinek's uh, TED Talk explaining the why. And the why is really what we sell to people. We have, the, we have the what, the how, and the why. And what people really buy from us is the why. The what, what do we do? We provide great long-term care uh, to our residents, or we, you know, if we're in mobile x-ray or home health or, or whatever, whatever field we may be in, we're trying to provide the get best care possible. What is our how? Well, we're customer second. We believe in finding the best people and, and focusing on them and training them the best we can, getting them in the right seats on the bus and asking them the right question. That's how we do it better than anybody else. But what's the why? Why are we doing this? This is the biggest part of who we are because we're trying to, what is our why? We're trying to dignify long-term care in the eyes of the world. So if you want to be a part of that, you'll come join us in our mission. Here's, here's an example of teaching the why. Imagine you're developing a customer service strategy at your facility of the right dress standards, the right language, the right policies and procedures, and you're, you're trying to kind of drill this into your employees meeting after meeting. And they get it, and they understand it's important, and, and they're trying to learn kind of the role that they're supposed to play in this customer service. You even role play with your employees so they visualize how to respond in every possible situation. And this might be fairly effective at improving your operations customer service. But what have you forgotten? You've, you've forgotten the why. Why, why is customer service important? So, so imagine if before starting that whole program, you spend time with your employees, helping them to have compassion on the residents and their family members who are guests of your operation. You, you talk to them about how difficult it would be to make this decision for a loved one to go on home health or to be admitted into a facility or, or whatever it is, the service you provide and what that loved one must be going through as they lose more of their independence. Spend time helping them to see how agonizing and difficult this decision must be for them. Now the shelf is set. Now how do we help make this easier for them to go through? How do we make, I want to help. They won't only internalize the training of customer service better, they will think on their own of better ways to make it a more pleasant experience for their guests. This is, this is the idea of, of teaching them how to fish. You're not just telling them exactly what they need to do. Look, we, we don't train people to do moments of truth. We find people and we inspire them to want to dignify long-term care. And when the moment arises, they come up with those moments of truth on their own because we've spent time teaching them the why. But Again, because we have too much to train on, we skip the why. Because we feel like well, we've got to cover it all and I don't have time to, to, to waste on the why. Remember, coverage is a myth, so don't try to cover it. Teach them how to fish so they develop a passion for learning and don't forget to spend that time on the why. And that makes total sense. Do you have any other last pieces of advice for us? 
Yeah, uh, I think the last thing I'd say on this, and, and this, this may be surprising to people because it, you, we don't think of it as, as a part of training, but we would all be better trainers if we would become better listeners. Don't get so caught up in your path or direction that you plan. Don't be so anxious to get to your next slide. Training is not talking and telling people what you know. Training is all about listening so that you can know what to say when you need to say it. We, we get too caught up in what we want to say versus what they need to hear. And that requires us asking the right questions, listening to their answers, getting help in processing those answers, answering, asking follow-up questions, and just getting to the point where we're listening so that we understand what they're hungering for, and then we'll be able to put those things on the shelf and, and they'll be able to receive them much more effectively. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that could really help us be better trainers and myself probably a better husband. I'm sure my wife would like that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, she actually called me and asked me to do this training <laughs> with you. So. All right, so that wraps up that podcast. Thank you, Clay. All right, thank you. Thank you.